On Friday, October 28th, is the fourth edition of Telling the Truth. Paul Grondel, the director of the New York State Writers Institute, will be moderating one of the talks, and he joins us now on Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Welcome. Thank you, Sina. It's nice to be with you. So, in its fourth year, how did Telling the Truth series, how was it conceived, and what does it entail? Yeah, so this is the fourth edition, as you mentioned, and we've had previous editions. Uh, when I came in 2017, the second edition was really in response to the election of, of Donald Trump, his calls for the enemy of the people, attacks on the press, um, a, a lot of effort to undermine the First Amendment. Then uh, during COVID, we uh, did a whole series of taped conversations about political tribalism and toxic divisions in our political landscape. And we wanted this fourth edition now after the January 6th insurrection. And what we see is, uh, and all of us, I think, agree on ongoing threats to democracy from, uh, you know, trying to decide uh, what is the truth and, and who is, you know, who has the truth. And we all need to be better consumers of information on all platforms. So anyway, we're bringing together some really talented authors, journalists, um, a woman who's created an organization that's a watchdog against lies and misinformation in advertising. And, uh, you know, it's uh, going to be a deep conversation. And sometimes people don't agree on all these issues, of course, but our point is to foster dialogue and to get people thinking about who we are as a, as a as a country and and how democracy can move forward. You mentioned that Donald Trump had a big part in the conception of this series, and with his presidential candidacy came the reawakening of the term Lugepresse, and just saying that the press is is lying. Is that where it started? What has been the evolution of the mistrust? I think it stems in a lot of ways from kind of the Wild West atmosphere of social media. We're now probably in our, into our second decade where people who've been trained uh, with ethics and rules of journalism and verifying information and getting multiple sources, that doesn't really you know, have currency on, on the web and on social media where anyone could be anyone. And then people learned how to create propaganda and misinformation, obviously tampered with our election in 2016 and, and the current midterm elections. You see there's a lot of uh, um, propaganda and bad things happening uh, online. So I think the boom of, of online and the explosion of people who are all of a sudden, you know, producers and, and uh, publishers and, and heads of new content, that's only part of it, though. I think there was a deep-seated distrust between the right and the left that uh, Trump understood how to manipulate and to to fan and, and uh, to inflame uh, kind of our, our worst our worst elements of, of the national consciousness. So we really want to bring together people who've been looking at this, studying this, writing about it, um, to talk about it, because I think, you know, we need to at least listen to each other, even though we're so far apart. You know, I mean, uh, I think it was a wake up call when everyone saw that that mob storming the Capitol. And um, some people have this fear in the sense that that that's really kind of represents the state of our union right now. And we want to talk about that. And we think these are really 
responsible, brilliant, um, well-versed, deeply, uh, you know, researched and people in the trenches uh, who can talk about these issues. And so we invite the public to come and there's Q&A sessions uh, after each one. And, um, you know, we've been able to have a civil dialogue. You know, unfortunately, a lot of um, political conversation is very heated and, and um angry and a lot of shouting and recrimination. We, we try to hold these without all of that as a way of, of uh, at least um, trying to talk about these issues in a, in a calm, rational manner. With the rise of social media, there's also been this push for more immediacy in reporting and these sound bites and these reactions. Has that fueled this this shortened timeline that puts the deep research at risk and maybe leaves more opportunity for mistakes in reporting and fueling mistrust? I think you, you're onto something. I mean, I've been a journalist for 40 years, newspapers, and uh, when we started, it was, you know, we worked for the uh, paper the next morning. Now it's, it's nonstop. I mean, news is happening in nanoseconds. You can go on certainly Twitter or other platforms, and, and it's just constant. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'd rather be right than be first, but there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, interest in being first and making a splash. And uh, the people that we have on, for instance, Brian Stelter, longtime uh, host of the show, Reliable Sources on CNN. He's also been a media critic and written for the New York Times. He wrote this book called Hoax, Donald Trump, Fox News, and the Dangerous Distortion of Truth. So we think we also have to look at, at very large corporate players um, in the space, especially Fox News, who um, you know don't have the same standard of truth-telling that we've expected from our media in the past. And then you're exactly right. It's so fast, the news cycle, and you know people are going for clicks, people are going for a lot of followers, and... You know, Facebook is a perfect example. They found in their algorithm that hate and anger, you know, makes people spend longer on their platforms, which drives their advertising. So they have a vested interest in getting people really mad and yelling and shouting over each other. Um, that's good for business. And I think you see that on on both sides. You know, it's, it's the way CNN was going recently. and It's the way that Fox has been from the inception. And in this time of distortion of truth, how can we teach ourselves some tips for media literacy? That's that's a good point. I mean, there's so much coming at us so fast. First thing is to be skeptical. Uh, you know, the bumper stickers that have been around since the 60s question authority. You should question everything that comes across your phone, your tablet, your device, your laptop, you know, just because it comes uh, from a social media platform, you shouldn't immediately accept it as the truth. You should look at the source. You should look at other sources. You should know the bias of every source. Every source has a bias. Every single publication has an inherent bias. This notion of objective news that used to teach in journalism, objectivity, was never really real. You know, it's what we strove for. We tried to get all sides and points of view, but everyone has a life experience. Everyone has grew up a certain way. And and you have to accept that and realize that. I mean, you look at the New York Times versus the New York Post. You know, neither of them are wholly objective. But I, I trust 
the values, the quality, the ethics, and the professionalism of the journalists at the New York Times more than I do at the New York Post. And I've had friends who work for both. It's it's kind of a culture, um, but there's the, the days of thinking you could play it straight down the middle and be entirely objective. You know that that's sort of been disproven a long time ago. But with that said, you have to check your sources. You have to read multiple sources. Is why I read the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal each day. Very different perspectives, um, and I think you got to filter them both a little bit. And you could go down the line with all the other sites or, or news sources that, that people read. But we work with students, too, here at the Writers' Institute and, and talking about this. You know, look at the source. Where is this coming from? Ask tough questions. Be critical. Be a critical thinker. But and as we you only get have about, before us, We only have about so 30 seconds left. Sorry yes. to cut you off. I'm sorry. But I want to make sure that we get in that information for the Friday event Exactly. Two panels. We have Truth in Media at 5.30 and Politics and Disinformation at 7 p.m. What should we know about these panels? So the first panel is Brian Stelter and Nandini Jami. The second panel is Devlin Barrett and Jonathan Lemire. The moderator of the second panel will be Rosemary Armeo, who's well-known as a journalist and a, a watchdog. Um, they are free and open to the public. They're at Page Hall on the downtown New Albany campus, 135 Western Avenue. You can learn everything you need to know at our website, nyswritersinstitute.org. We hope that you will join us and, and make your voice heard as well and add your voice to this conversation. Paul Grondel, it's been a pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Zena. I appreciate it.